Good evening, and welcome to On Base and Off Point with your hosts, Vinny and JR. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, everybody. It's been two weeks. Has it? I mean, it has. <laughs> it seems like it's been forever. Yeah. I think the last so time much I going being, on. The last time I remember being in front of this microphone was in July. And no, it was it August? August. Yeah. And now it's August. My God, how Where time flies. Where has the summer gone? Oh, don't say that, because as soon as you oh, say that, we're going to be in, in oh, 10 degree weather. Man. I hate that crap. Well, welcome to the podcast. This is where we talk about base, life in the deep end, and other off-point subjects. Uh, and there's numerous ones, I assure you. It's Yeah, so we're broadcasting from Dayton, Ohio, so it's been a rough summer for Dayton. Yeah, Dayton's been through quite a bit. So we'll talk a little bit about what happened here last weekend. And before we do that, we always like to feature bass players, and we're, we're developing the show, and this week we're going to... Um, we're nail down, down our rack, rack and stack. stack. How we're right. going to uh, evaluate and, and judge these bass players that not, we so not revere. that it really matters anybody but us. But you know, well, you never know. People might want to get in on that and, and do their own. Yeah, Mike Walters. Grading. Mike Walters might be involved in that. You know, when he's popping a beer. You never. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have a beer later for Mike. So, and uh, you went to see Bad Company. We'll talk I did a little bit about that, and um, we always do something. That takes takes me back to the Weller. Yeah, yeah, the Scott Weller. Yes. So I've got a story of, of about Kyrgyzstan and how it hit me today in the gut. Nice. Yes. Oh, oh, now I know where you're going. Yeah. Oh, we we had a, we had a pre production meeting and he said, "I'm sure you'll recognize what I'm going to tell yeah. you." And I go, "Oh, now I know." Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Ooh. So. Yeah. So, anyways, we're gonna do a new thing. We're we're, we're progressing. The pod is going to like a new level, and we've decided that as we talk about bass players that we like, we're going to kind of give our take on five different criteria about their playing. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. so one of those will be groove, and there's Vinny demonstrating a nice groove. So groove is, is critical. Now, each one of these criteria will be on a 1 to 10 basis. 1 being the worst, 10 being the best? Yes. 1 being your students that are in middle school. <laughs> and you're, you're still trying to get to and play the funky like, turtle. Yeah, and 10 is like the master. Okay. The master of groove. The zen master yes. of groovesis. Groovis. Uh, uh, one of the other criteria will be technical prowess. Okay. So some guys have really mastered... Yes, like Jocko was a mass, technical master, playing things that nobody else could play. I certainly can't. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll also be evaluating tone. Tone is a critical part. Sure. Of and, and, and then I think you know part of tone is your tone has to match the the group you're playing with. Absolutely. So just because you're playing with a pick doesn't mean that it's you know that's a tone that you might need to cut. Yeah, you know, if you're playing a Metallica or a metal band, you might need, you know. So, um, tone is a critical part of what we do down here in the deep end. Otherwise, you can't hear us. Yeah, but there's also we need to evaluate creativity. Sure. Some guys really do. They really, really, they really do knock it out of the park, and they play this stuff that you listen to and go, playing, "What yeah. the hell did they just do? That was so cool." Yeah, or sometimes it's simple, but you know, it's right. like instead of playing the root, you're playing the third. You're playing different notes that you wouldn't think to play. You know, like Paul McCartney was very creative. Oh God, he was creative with all that stuff. Okay, 
kinds of good That's stuff. Perfect. And then, of course, we've got to have the X Factor. The X Factor could be... With Joe Rogan? No, no, that no, that's a different. <laughs> oh, that's Fear Factor. I'm sorry. Fear Factor. We can have that too. Fear Factor there and X Factor could be the same. X Factor. I don't think there was an. I don't think there was an X Factor. But just... uh, for me, X Factor is you bring something to the table that maybe we don't have in our, you know, our tools here to like, evaluate folks. So like it could be Tony Levin playing with with sticks on that's, on his strings. That's an X Factor. I I think having long background vocals. Having, you know, the look. The look. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to have the look. You know, the rock and roll some look. of the guys. Some guys have great bass face. Bass face. That's a, that's a factor. It's an X factor. It's, it's like an intangible. Right. That's what X factor is. It's, it's tangible, but it's intangible. It's, yes. We're going to tangentialize, which is not a word. <laughs> Whatever is it. We are going to tangentialize all the intangibles. We're going to craptangelize this We're going to craptangelize the it's intangibles. craptacular. And that will give us a composite score by which we will rack and stack. Well, we may have some ties and just have to, you know, we'll, flip a coin we'll, or, we'll do, or they'll be tied. Maybe we'll, they'll be we'll tied. Rock, paper, scissors. I think we're going to put these things up on somewhere on our Facebook, Facebook page. page. Yeah. Okay. So we've done about five bass players. Right. So far, we did Tony Levin, Getty Lee, Paul McCartney, Sting, and Michael Anthony, Anthony. are the ones that we've talked about so far. None so, of which have a composite score. So, yeah, the judges haven't decided. No, yet. but we we can kind of work through just a little bit of it t- tonight, if you don't mind. No, of course I don't. We mind. don't we don't have a base player. I think next week I'd like to do. Uh, I, I would like to talk about John Entwistle. Sure. From the Who. Sure. Um, but we didn't have anyone for this week because we were trying to figure out how when do we, we do this rack and stack thing. thing. Wait, wait, so wait, we're going to figure this out tonight, and then next week we'll. We'll rack and stack him against the folks that we already have in the deep end, in the pool. In the pool. In the deep end. In the deep end. It's the the deep end of the pool. pool. We're just going to keep piling bass players into the deep end of the pool and and develop this this list of ours based on these five criteria. Okay. So so are we going to take anybody in particular and put them in this pool? Well, I say we start with Tony Levin. All right. Let's put Tony Levin in the pool. Tony Levin, let's, let's just talk a little bit about, I mean, we... We talked about his playing with multiple people. He played with Peter Gabriel, King Crimson. King Crimson. He's played with a million people. Yeah, a million people ever. I think he was with Bowie for a little while. Yeah, yeah I think he was. Yeah, he's played. With, yeah, yeah, tons of cats. Um, so, on a technical level, on a scale of one to ten, Tony Levin. As far as technique goes. Yeah, technique as far as. Now, now we should we should quantify this in yeah, one in one in one is, respect. This is a work in progress. Yeah, this so is, yeah. Th- there should be some quantification here. One is you know a student, a beginner, yeah, a, a fledgling, a newbie, yeah. yeah, and ten is you know Jocko, Jocko Pistorius. All right, that, that's who we're that's who we're that's the uh, the, that's the, one the father of modern bassists. Yes. Okay. All right. So how does Tony Levin stack up between those those? People's. In that area, yeah. I would say a solid seven. Yeah, I, I would say seven, seven and a half. Yeah, solid he's got seven. Some, he's solid got some really seven. nice technique. He's got good. Um, but w- w- the first one we're doing was was what was the was the uh, technique? Technique. He's yeah, he's first. got some solid technique. Yeah. He's got some solid technique. He's, he's no slouch. Seven, I'm gonna give him a seven point five groove groove factor for Tony Levin. Oh, geez, Tony Levin is a solid eight. 
yeah. and groove. Solid eight and groove. He, he, yeah, I'll say eight. I, w- I was going to go eight point five, but I got to I got to hedge my bets a little bit. If we're, if we start, we're, we're, yeah, we're who gonna else are we going to have? Yeah, we're, I mean, if, yeah. if everybody's going to be an eight and a seven, I'm going to be stuck. All right, I'm, I'm going eight point two five. What are you, the Russian judge? <laughs> We'll, we'll go by quarters. We'll go by quarters here. Oh, okay. We're, we're just developing this new system they're, here. They're just developing. If, if we need to, you know, modify, we can do that in the future. Oh, I see. That. Yeah. I see. I see how the Russians work. Yes. <laughs> I see. I'm, I'm colluding. Yeah, you're colluding. Oh my God. Where's, where's Mueller when you need him? Oh boy. Tone. I think he does a lot of great things with tone. Between the using the um, the sticks thing, the little sticks things. But if, if you listen to um, Sledgehammer. Right, that was just a defining tone. That, that might even creep over into creativity. The the, the percussive um, sound that he got on Sledgehammer, the, the stuff he did with, and although okay, it's not technically bass, but the stuff he did with the Chapman stick, mm-hmm. unique That's, tone. The the, the the Chapman stick for me is, for me is an X factor, but I'm yeah. giving eight point five. I'm going to give him an eight point five as well. Eight point. Five on tone. So if you're keeping track, JR is winning by three points. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just like Tony Levin, three point three two five. I'm not good at public math. Good thing we're not public. Public math? What is that? Figure out how many quarters you need for the bathroom? You <laughs> have to do math in public. You've got to go to the it's bathroom. Gonna it's going to take you a half an hour. It costs worse. 25 cents for every 10 minutes. How many quarters are you going to use to go poop? I'll just poop my pants. <laughs> Crap. I believe he just pooped his pants. Crap. More on that later. <laughs> Creativity. Uh, creativity. He gets he gets a solid nine. With the Chap, Chapman stick, he gets That's a nine. That's true, but do you, I mean, what about X Factor? Well, it's going to be. It's kind of like X Factor. So make them both 8.5, then they'll be, they'll be happy. <laughs> what are you talking to me You're for? Saying, I don't know. I'm <laughs> just saying. I mean, it's like creativity for me is the creativity of the lines that he uses. And he, he's been, you know, I think with. There's other, Man, there's other guys great. that are more creative than he is. Yes, I mean, yeah. I, unfortunately, I, I feel like we're, I'm ultimately, as I'm starting to do this, because we picked him out of the, out of the, the he's hat. The first, yeah, he's, it's, it's hard to create the next people around him because if you're going, if you're talking about creative lines, uh, against Tony Levin, against Sting or against McCartney, I'm sorry, either one of those are better. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's the hard. So you got to leave this. room for, well, that's what I'm saying. You got to leave room. So I give him an yeah. 8.5. Okay. I'm going with an eight. You go 8.5. Now he's caught up on your side. Right, okay. No X way. Factor, I'm going 9. He's got a solid X Factor. He's bald. He looks cool as shit. <laughs> he's got, you a, know, he looks he's like got a very nice mustache. mustache. Yeah, he's got a cool... St- that's X Factor, baby. He's and, got the stash. And, and he dresses pretty... I mean, he doesn't dress anywhere. He doesn't dress goofy. You know? No, it's it's very... He's cool. He's, he's very like conservative. He's jazz yeah. or a hipster or something. And he just, he looks good behind the base. For, for you people listening, please tell Tony Levin that JR is very interested in talking with him. As, About, a, as am I. Well, it's true because I've been wearing a military uniform for 26 years, so I need to learn how to dress when I get out. I've got to figure that well, out. Well, they, they still have gar animals. <laughs> It's kind of like a uniform. It's kind of like a uniform. So I was listening to uh, Jordan Peterson. He was tell, He was saying, McDandy or something. We're got his shoes. He gets like custom made shoes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah, he's yeah, real yeah. dapper, right? He, yeah, he's when he talks, yeah, he's yeah. suits and three piece suits he and like look four syllable words. People, yeah, people show up in suits to see him speak, and and he was talking about this place to buy shoes. Or it's like you can design your own colors and whatnot. All I do is cover my feet. I really don't care. 
You know, well, once you own your own island, it won't matter because that's no right. I'm going to be barefoot. You, so. I'm going to be barefoot on my own island. Your own sandals. For, X factor for Tony Levin for for you. Um, eight point seven five. Eight point seven five. I want yeah. So, works. but I think you know with the Chapman stick and all the different. It's eight point seven five. I'm not changing yeah, it. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just trying to justify <laughs> my, my not you're trying to you're just okay All right. I, i'm not gonna do the, um, i'm not good at public math i'll add these up with the calculator at another point in time let's move on to getty lee okay i'm, I'm technical I'm, prowess getty lee oh getty's got got an eight he's point a two solid eight, yeah I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna go with um geez that's that, you say eight two five i like eight that two five right you know I, i'm thinking about the um I'm thinking about the lick on Spirit of the Radio. I don't think I've ever figured that out. I don't even remember it. Oh, right, 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 right. But the... I don't know what it is. I've never figured it out. It's like, how's that? For that reason, you better give him a 9. Okay, I'm giving him a... I'm giving him a solid 8.5. Solid 8.5. Groove Factor. Now, let's... Getty Lee, trio, his group factor is pretty high, in my opinion, because it's it's him and Alex Lifeson and Neil Pert. Neil Pert, I mean him and Neil Pert are really, they're they're the groove. Yeah, and that band, they're not funky, but I think it's a solid groove. Yes, yes, I won't deny that. Um, um, what did I give Tony Levin an eight? You gave him an eight. I'm giving Getty a seven point five. I'm going to give him a seven point two five, and I'll tell you why. Okay, go ahead. The and it's it. This is as much a compliment as it is a mild dig. Um, oh, a backhand, r- rush. backhand compliment. Yeah, well, that's all I can do. I'm a damn simple bass player. I can't play against <laughs> Getty Lee. All I can do is you know throw tomatoes from about five hundred <laughs> yards away. Um, the, the rush has a very specific sound. If if you listen to their sound and their and you categorize their groove or how they play, um, it fits into a very very nice little basket of of sound. It's a very good sound, so I can't look at it and, and say that it's crummy by any stretch of the imagination. But you can say after a certain point in time when you're showing somebody how to play Fly by Night or how to play a couple of these other things, there's a pattern to what they do. There's a there's a there's a, 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 a mild repetition, uh, you know, that you can say this is their sound. And I, I, I don't look at their sound and say that it's bad, but the mere fact that it's repetition, like, for, exa- for example, if we're comparing Sting to Getty Lee, right. Sting and the police had a very rep- repetitious sound. You could, you could sit there and, and know what he was going to play and, and be, you know, have a, a general idea. And they're both trios. As, as Sting grew out of that and grew into other things, his lines changed, his time changed, his his interest changed to, to, to what he was doing. And I'm not saying that Rush didn't evolve. I believe Rush did evolve and in different changed, ways, but in different ways. And and because they were with the same three guys, and Sting was with the Police, and then with they his own band, jazz players. He right? was playing yeah, with was you know like, you know all kinds all of all kind of guys, right? So things changed for him, so that. That can go into creativity, but but as far as as groove, there the groove of, of Rush is very 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 solid. No doubt, no mm-hmm. doubt a doubt it. That's solid solid as hell. But yeah. it has a a certain sound that it fits in. It's not as versatile as what you're trying. to I say. guess I, ver, varietal, yeah, versatile, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it just it's, doesn't it's very. 
recognizable and you know, what they do, which is yeah. you know, again, how do I look at them and say they're wrong? I thought that's no, not my intention. It is what it is. Yeah. Which I think plays into the next category, which is tone. He has a very distinct, um, edgy tone. He uses the Rickenbacker and, and a jazz bass mostly. Mostly, he has a wall and a couple other things, but yeah. I'm gonna stick with seven point five on the. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna change my my tone either. Whatever. Did I put seven point five? No, you didn't give seven. anything on tone. Yet. No, 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 you no. What did I give on groove? What did I give on groove? Seven point two five. I'm gonna say same same thing for tone. Seven and a quarter. I like his tone. I'm very happy with his tone, but his tone is not versatile. It's it right. I would go back to it's like a signature. Yeah. Tone. It's it's very signature it's, yeah. groove. Right. That he he does. That's a very good point. So creativity, even though you you, you think that it's very his playing is very signature, like a, a signature of Rush and their sound. Yeah, I think that some of the stuff they do is extremely creative. Oh yeah, I mean the different lines that they're doing, that they're doing, and the you know, it, and he gets a lot of room. Yeah, there's a lot of really nice licks that he that are almost hooks of the tune. Right. In some of those things, so I'm going to go pretty high on creativity. Probably eight point five um, for me. I'll I'll, uh, I'll give it an 8.25. eight point two five. Eight and a quarter for Vinny, and then X Factor. Wow. Well, the, X- mere, the mere fact that he plays with those damn foot pedals and he sings, you know, Christ Almighty, I can't do that shit. I've got to uh-huh. go nine nine point five. I mean, maybe nine nine two five. That's where I'm at because I mean, he's got also he's a he's a freaky looking dude. Well, he looks like a girl from the back. <laughs> <laughs> but he fits that band. Oh, yeah, he fits that band. And, and man, he sings like a banshee. What did I say? I'm, you I'm said going, 9.25. I'm going nine and a quarter. I'm going to go 8.75. 8.75. Okay, we're a little. I want to give him. I, wanna, minor I don't disagree. I just. Yeah. I'm going to take Paul Lynn to block. Yeah. I'm, I'm big on Getty Lee. He's one of my idols of all time. That's why I've got a lot of. I did go a little crazy. Yeah. What's the last one? So that's it. That's that's Getty. So let's move on to Sir Paul. Sir Paul McCartney, Beatle, also Wings, huge library. Huge library stuff. Ridiculous. Um, But when we talk about technical prowess, I'm not inclined to go very high. No, as far as a bass player goes, for the 60s, he was a technical bass player. Maybe. But, but when I say, remember what I'm saying, for the 60s now, I'm not talking yeah. about now. Well, I think he basically started on guitar. He started on guitar. Bass. Well, and the, the thing about his bass playing for the for the 60s is he had a very large palette as far as as far as to, to create there. They had, you know, he had James Jamerson, you know, you had uh, uh, probably Chuck Rainey or Joe Osborne in the later mm-hmm. part of the 60s and Carol Kay as far as, as far as technique goes and everything else. But Paul had a very wide palette to do a lot of different things. And yes, it's because he was a guitar player, I believe, that, that a lot of his bass lines become creative because they're, they're, they've got some guitar stuff to them. As far as technical stuff like, you know, playing with a lot of fingers or a lot of hands or anything like that, ah, he's about a three. Ooh! As far as, as, far as, as, far as technical. I was going to say six or 6.5, but he's, he's rolling with a three. Well, the reason I say, the reason I say three is this. How many times have you sat down and tried to play a Rush bass part where you had to sit and really figure out what the hell you were doing? And how many times did you sit down and play a Sir Paul bass part and go, I can't play this? Never. Yeah, you, you, yeah you I never figured out some maybe, of maybe, stuff. Maybe because the, of the recordings, you had a hard time hearing some of the bass parts. Like, right. like originally, the original bass part to 
Um, um, she uh, loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I was thinking of. I was thinking of. We're playing that right now, and, and I'm like, oh, yeah? what exactly? I can't really playing? hear. Well, you can't really hear what's going on because of recording. But yeah. his technique is not like this phenomenal stuff where you where you write but, books. So about we it. said one was student. a beginning student. Three would be college. I mean, at this. I mean, it's well as far as this. I mean, you know, let's say it this way. I'm going over. Six. I'm going six. I'm still saying three. And, and, and here's here's the reason. Now I will guns. I will give him give him in the creativity factor. Oh, yeah. we got, oh and, he's uh, got oh my he's got major points major coming points up here, coming yeah. up with all that stuff. But but look, tell me that his bass playing has changed over the last fifty years. Come on, tell it, me. It, I think it developed from the '60s into the '70s when you listen to. That's forty come together. That's forty years ago, dude. Has he has he changed between the '70s and now? Well, no. Really? No. Has he changed between no. the... Look, I love the dude. I think he's wonderful. But but he has not made his bass play... He doesn't sit home and practice. You know, no. not, not on bass, on Probably piano not. or guitar. I'm sure Probably. he does. Yeah. But that's... So that's... So I think he's reached the zenith of where he's, he, he is... But he did that probably in about 1975. Well, it'll be interesting when we get to Sting to use this as a reference. We'll, we'll, we'll get... He's next. Okay. Because I think Sting has advanced a little oh, bit more. Oh, ridiculously. So, yeah, so. Um, okay, you're going with the three. I'm going with the six. I said 6.5. I'm, I'm stick, did I say six? Or you six? said six. You said six. Right, I'm sticking with the six. Groove for Sir Paul. Well, his bass lines are iconic as far as what they are. You know, somebody playing... Uh, yeah, so Groove is about time. He's got good time. He's got good yeah. feel. And, and Groove is also like where you put accents, things of that nature. Uh, I'm going seven. I'm going to give him a solid six. Solid six from Ben. Tone? Well, it, it's an undeniable tone. It's definitely undeniable. Yeah. Um, and it, and he, he literally brought the Hofner Beetle bass out of a dinosaur's existence into into now. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know. Which I don't know. Is that a plus or a negative? That's a that's a plus because okay. if it okay. wasn't for him, the Hofner Beetle bass would be a paperweight in somebody's music store. And again, I'll go back. To <laughs> is that a? Um, it's, I, not, it's not. It's not the tone. I'm going to give. I'm going to give him a. I'm going to give him a seven. Seven on tone. I'm going to go with. I, some of the stuff he does, I really like the tone. Abbey Road, White Album. I'm going seven two. I like, I like the tone that he has. Creativity. Well, again, his lines are iconic, you know. So, and then part of that creativity is what he does with the fact that he's playing bass and singing. Okay, sounds like you're getting into X Factor, Benny. Oh well, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm We're talking about creativity of, of bass lines. Bass lines. I'll put him in at 7.5. 7.5. Um, I think that's fair. I like 7.5. I liked a lot of things that he did with White Album. Let's go, I'm going to give 7.5 as well. Okay, X Factor. Um, I've already written mine down, but go ahead. I'm going to give him for X Factor because... He's 77 years old and he's still performing. Yeah. 
He still sings. He's got a ridiculous range. He's a composer. He's a composer. He's really an artist more than he is a bass player. player. Let's be honest. What do you think my rating is the way it is? I think he is a more. I haven't heard your rating. Well, the rating up until now with all the other stuff as far as a bass player goes. Yeah, Yeah, because it's more bass playing. As far as his. We're we're at at, X Factor. We're at X Factor. X Factor, he's a solid nine. Okay, I give him a 10. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a fucking beetle, dude. Well, yeah, but I think that, that I mean, if we're if we're still in that box, Sting is going to be at least a nine point five. Doesn't mean like you can't get. Well, they can't be the same. I I know we're we're, we're not I, we're we're not racking them in such a way. Well, I make him a make him a ten. Then. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I, I want you to give your ranking. I gave him. A t- I wrote ten down before. I even heard yours. I think he's Paul McCartney. He was knighted for playing music. Yeah, but he wasn't knighted for playing bass. That's X Factor. X Factor is outside of bass. All right, then give him a 9.5. Okay, 9.5. Let's move on to Sting. 10. (laughs) (laughs) 10 across the board. Just 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. He's not 10 across the board. All right. Let's go with technical prowess. I don't know how much technical prowess he has. He's got a little bit of technique. He's got more technique than McCartney. So you went with three. <laughs> so, 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 oh Lord, he's 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 above that. He's going to be a five. Okay, give him a five. I'm going with six point five. I think he's above McCartney. Not his, you know. I think he he's not going to throw down Donnelly or no anything like that, like a Jocko thing. Groove factor. I'm going to watch how I do this because the stuff he did with the police. He had some really good. He's know. in the pocket. Yeah. And I liked some of the things he did, like on Walking on the Moon. Um, a lot of that punk kind of yeah. stuff. He, 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 he had a lot of. It, 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 there's, it, a, there's a lot of interesting things to his groove. That, and, 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 and part of. Stuart Copeland is, you know, Stuart Copeland is very energetic. Yeah. Very, bit, very potentially busy. Yes. Yeah. And you've got to compliment that. That's part of groove. You, right. Part mm-hmm. of you being a groove player is like complimenting. The band. So for me, I'm going 7.5 on Groove. Oh, yeah, that's a great tune. That's on my running playlist. All right. Um, 7.25. <laughs> okay, 7.25. We're, we're in the ballpark. Tone. He's with his fifty-one bass. He's got some nice, nice stuff. I like when he plays with the pick too. Sometimes he plays yeah. with the pick. pick and he does with the, He also does with his thumb. thumb stuff. Yeah. So his 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 tone is very interesting, and I think it's evolved. I, I would agree. Um, so, I would agree. So for his for the evolution of his tone alone, he's an eight. Okay, I gave him a seven point five. You're giving him an eight. I think that's fair. Creativity on bass. <laughs> on bass. Not X Factor. On bass. Oh, he has some nice lines again. I would agree. I'm not. I'll, I'll give an eight. I'll give okay. Eight. I, I think eight is fair. I'll, I I'm I'm somewhere between seven five and eight. Um. Yeah, that synchronicity. There's a lot of really oh, cool God, stuff on there. Stuff in there. Okay, eight. eight no, no lower than eight. You're correct. Okay. X factor. Oh Jesus Christ! Would we give McCartney nine point five? You or? gave nine point five. Yeah, he's he's nine point five. <laughs> I'm also giving him a 10, and you're giving him another 9. You're, you're tough on X Factor. I'm tough because I love it. But, but, I mean, come on, dude. 
the look. He fronts that band. No, dude, the, the best look he had was on Dune. When he wore that, that's the, the same look he had on Synchronicity. <laughs> no, no, he he was wacko in the in the Dune thing with his eyes all buggy and shit. I will kill you. You know that 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 was a cool cool X Factor. He one. had the same hair. He had this. Yeah, I, I'm a little. Okay. Ja- no, 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 I, I'm, I'm not changing. No, I'm not changing anything. I am writing I'm, this in pen. Yes, yeah, too late to change it. You're stuck with nine point five. Fine. I'm going with ten. Sting is one of my favorite all time. Oh, I love. I love. The the thing I love about Sting is what he does in a in a I'm putting my uh, my tiny arms out for the wingspan of a of a, of a gnat, but I, I'm I'm trying T-Rex to arms the wide the widest arms I can <laughs> give you. Rex. Um, he he has a, such a wide variety of music and the way he does things. Oh, the creativity that. the creativity for his bass How about all and the his vocals. Time oh, well, we haven't even got. I, I didn't get there. I was trying to spit that out and you too late. That was a creativity. Yeah. Well, it's still fantastic. All right, nine point five. All right, only only God is a ten. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't even know if he plays bass. God, you know, he created everything. So right, that's I mean, that's I that's mean come on, man, yeah. come on. There you go. Okay, on to Michael Anthony. This should be interesting. Technical prowess. You gave Sting a five. You gave Sir Paul a three. Four. Tony Levin. You gave Taint, Tony Levin a seven. Michael Anthony's a four. All right, you're saying four. I'm going to go with a he's solid got, five. He's got he's got more more technical prowess than 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 Paul McCartney. Yeah, you're saying less than Sting. Yes. So am I. I'm going with less than Sting. I'm going with a five. It's middle of the road. You, you know the strings. Right. You know the frets. <laughs> you know it plugs into an amp. <laughs> you, you've made money playing the instrument. Right. And you know where the fluff girls are. <laughs> so. You're, I'm going with five. You're going with four. Uh, groove factor for Michael Anthony. Oh, jeez. He's played a lot of nice second lines. As far I'm going as, with an eight. I think he grooves hard. Yeah, he grooves pretty damn hard. I think that's his claim to fame. I'll say a seven. Okay. Yeah. I think he's a good pocket player. Um, I like a lot of stuff he does right now. One of your favorites. What about tone? Tone for Michael Anthony. <sighs> It's not memorable as far as like it's not a Tony Levin tone or a, or a Sting tone or even a McCartney tone in some respects. Um, I like it. And you were using the word pedestrian when you were talking about ba- bassists who just mm-hmm. play their parts. He, yeah. His tone is very pedestrian. I would, I would agree. So I, I'm not going to go higher than a five for tone. I would go five as well. I think his tone is – I'm going to go 5.25 only because – I think his tone's a little better than like a Cliff Williams. Right. There's there's a little more finesse to his tone. Right. But the uh, yeah, but not a not a shit ton more. But no, like you know. a, a quarter. Yeah. I give him a quarter more than maybe like a Cliff Williams is right dead center in the middle. Like that's that's a bass tone for a rock band. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So creativity. I'm going four, dude. I'm Sorry. I'm I'm right there with you. I'd probably say. Four point two five, four and a quarter. It's just, I mean, now this is. I think this is fairly creative when he played this line. (laughs) He probably had to sing the lyrics too. Okay, well, all right. Let's get the X factor now that you bring that up. Well, you know, he's an he's an iconic band. 
Van Halen was a huge, huge one of the hugest band. bands ever. And he was an iconic player with Sammy Hagar. In the, in the, His background vocals are stellar. Yeah. He could be a lead singer. He was a lead singer in his own band before he joined Van Halen. I think it was um, called Mammoth. So I, I think I give him some, some good props for that. For X Factor, he's an eight. Ah, uh, he's a seven point seven five. You think seven? Okay, I'm gonna give. I'll, I'll, I'll mark. Are you sure? I'm, I'm, I'm about to put it in pen. Give him a six point five. What? You just dropped him. I just did because I just thought about what you said. So put a six point five down there. <laughs> six point seven five. Well, here's the thing. You're playing in Van Halen. You're dealing with. The personalities. Badness. Well, that see, that's that's different. We have to if we're going to do that, we're gonna, we're going to have to come up with with um, artistic challenges or something. Tolerance, or tolerance. Yeah, tolerance that's factor. An X factor. Well, that's, that's X factor is anything that doesn't really have to do with bass. He would get a ten as far as that goes for dealing with all the craziness from you know. From, He's got the the BGVs. I'm going seven. You weren't far off. You were at six seven five. Yeah. All right. So okay. So I'm going to add all these up. Not right now, and maybe post them on our Facebook page. Okay. And keep a running, you know, rack and stack. Okay. So for next week, we'll do John Entwistle. He'll be our feature bass player. Okay. And we'll talk about his lines and what he's done. We will rack and stack him as well. We'll, we'll go through. Just the, put him right into the pool. Yeah. Yeah. He's okay. Going that, right into the deep end. That sounds good because this. I mean, this took a little bit of time. Well, we had you know, we had not done this for our previous five right so we're we're we were catching up yeah it's a little catch up we, we we'll call that some administrivia <laughs> taken care of it's done but from now on whenever we talk about somebody we'll immediately go to a the five point rack and stack okay and that's a, where, that sounds good they, that's yeah, good if, if we had a, if we had a chart we could go to the go to the chart you know go of to the, the chalkboard or whatever chalkboard yeah, <laughs> yeah. grease board right grease board. Yeah. so good time for a tune let's play one of your tunes okay um, um once again i came up empty-handed so I'm, I'm, I'm fortunately, I have a lot of ideas. I don't know if they're good ideas, but they're fortunate. Well, ideas. the listeners can decide that. That's um, true. What do you want to do? Uh, let's do the tune that I wrote for the fact that it was just my anniversary over the weekend. One year ago. And what's the song called? <laughs> One year ago. <laughs> it's called, oh, okay. It's called, it, it, no, actually, the subtitle is Yes, Dear. <laughs> You you might make another year. Yeah, yes, if yes, you, dear. Happy happy wife, happy life. That's what we should call it. Happy wife, happy life. You might make another year. If you, <laughs> well, you I, you know, I'm only show. following in the mastery of, of you know of Jr. and 25 or 24. You haven't had 24. 24 is next. 25 is next, next year. year. I think we're going to Vegas. You better. I mean, that's yeah. like a big. That's a big deal. I mean, if you go to Vegas and you. You don't get divorced. <laughs> yeah, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, you got 24 more years to go. Continue on this road, man. You continue down this path. All right, so let's... So, uh, it's a, it's a yeah. fun tune. It's a, it's a little different. Yeah. yeah. When did you write this? You're just sitting around the music store? Or uh, this one, this one I wrote at the music store. 
Oh, I thought maybe you were in the caravan. It was just going through your head as you were coming back on. No, no, on no, no, no. That wasn't no? that. That was oh. the tune from last week that oh, was Road okay. Trip. I, I thought maybe this was concurrently. <laughs> no, no, no. There's a lot of silence in this okay. one. Oh. <laughs> there was no silence in the caravan. <laughs> Everybody, shut up. Get back in the van. We're leaving. We're leaving now. There, what are you no, walking around at the rest stop for? Walking around. Stop buying gifts. <laughs> stop buying gifts. Get this, out of there. That's not, that's not a... Eagles shirt. Yeah, stop telling Don't people you're from from Ohio. <laughs> Get away from those Mennonites. <laughs> those Mennonites. <laughs> yeah. No, this one's about you know. Last year I got married. You were at the wedding and everything. It was awesome. Uh, no, it was wonderful. It was a great wedding. It was a great wedding. The reception was just as fun. Yeah, we did have a good time. And I have a little story to tell about this after we do the tune. Let's play the tune. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. 
I was a little worried we were going to have a hard time with the, the little pickup ah, stuff. Jeez, oh, Pete. Well, but there was a nice could section. You make, in, could you just write some easy tunes for a change? I'm not sure I know what the hell That's easy That's why I don't is. write tunes. It's <laughs> like, yours are so damn hard. Yeah, Maybe good. I should. I should just write a blues or something. That's right. Give well, us were, a break. We were Holy working on, what was that cow. thing you were working on? We were working on our, our second second theme song. Season two. Second season two theme song. Yeah, I'll, I'll do some more work on that. Okay. So, so the story about about... Chrissy and our celebration for one year later it has to do with a tradition that I'm not sure that everybody knows about. We'll see if you know about it. I, I, I wasn't sure that I knew this as a tradition, but, you know, I didn't know that I wasn't making this up. Did you know that when you when you have your wedding reception, you save have a, some of the cake? Right. Yeah, I know that. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, there's not that many people that know that. You freeze that. it. Yeah, you freeze it and you, you, eat have it, it. you eat it on your one-year anniversary. Yeah. You know, so we get the cake. And then we get the cake from the maid of honor, and it's wrapped properly and right. But when I went to the gig at Coldwater, because that's where we had our reception, that's where I, I know I was there. I, I, well, I'm telling this to the audience. <laughs> the the lady that's the, the the bartender was also the one that helped us upstairs, Annie. And I told her we we're going to eat the cake, and she goes, um, "You sure you don't want to get get a couple pieces of cake here in case it doesn't taste good? Because there's definitely I don't know. Did you do that for your for your wedding anniversary? Did you eat your cake? You know? Oh the, God, dude, those twenties. <laughs> It's 23 years ago. I don't remember. You don't remember? I don't remember. All right. Well, anyway, I took her up on it and we got a couple of pieces of chocolate mousse cake. So I had them in reserve in case it take, the cake didn't taste right or if it was wrong. But the cake worked out perfect. Okay. So the funny part that I was trying to tell you about before, but I didn't get to this. We took a picture of it and I put it up on Facebook and put it up on Instagram. No problem. That's I'm technically savvy. I know what I'm doing. Chrissy says, will you send me a picture so that I can send it to my friends? Sure. No problem. So... Uh, about halfway through, and mind you, we haven't been drinking yet. You know, we, we had we had wine in the in the wings, but we hadn't. No alcohol was made, and and we didn't drink any. So she goes, "Hey," she sends out a picture, and she goes, "Will you will you do me a favor and look at the recipients that I have? Because I'm not sure who I sent it to. There's somebody in there with from Fairborn. I'm looking at her like from Fairborn. What the what the hell are you talking about? So I get my glasses and I mess with her iPhone. And she sent it out to two of her oldest, dearest friends, the maid of honor and Kelly Perry and the Fairborn Police Department. What the hell are you talking? <laughs> she she sent the text out and apparently she hit the wrong button. The Fairborn Police Department got a picture of our cake. Are you sure? <laughs> no, I wish I was. I got it on my phone. I'll show you because I saved it because I sent it to her friends who knows that she's not technologically savvy. And they said, well, good thing you didn't send, you know, she didn't have any like honeymoon pictures or something like that. Oh, she, Lord. You know, that, that would have been, <laughs> been really nice. But I'm, I'm laughing because how the hell do you pick the Fairborn to police Jeez. department to get a picture of our wedding anniversary? We needed a new receptionist and a new co-host. <laughs> on, 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 on point. You guys be in jail. We'd both be in jail. What the hell for, are you guys doing? I, I wasn't doing, I, oh, I wasn't doing a thing. Oh, my yeah. goodness. So that, that's the story. I thought it was funny. There you go. That was, was a long road to, to a very short, small, small, very small, small house. house. But thank you very much. Now, one year ago, well, today. congratulations! Though. That's awesome. Thank you. You know, 
after one year, then there's two and three. And next thing you know, it's like, what the, the where, It's like this summer. Where did this summer go? The summer's been like. It's, it's gone as fast oh as it started. Goodness. Well, you, you've been doing some playing with the band. I've been playing, yeah, playing a ton. So that that's good, but um, it, it just, also when you're busy, you, time just flies. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been a busy and also been a devastating summer here in Dayton, Ohio. Wow, and I don't even know what to say. Yeah, um, I mean, we just had these tornadoes roll through Memorial Day. It's it's maybe what early August, right? All this stuff happened over on the week on the weekend, and we've got this nut going around killing people. Yeah. Um, Man, the city's just been taking hit after hit. But it's a strong city, you know, and it was cool because I went down about three weeks ago. They had a fundraiser for the tornadoes, and a good friend of ours, Felita La Rock. Yeah, who I like to call affectionately Flo. Flo. She was down there organizing that whole thing, and then they had the vigil a couple nights ago. On TV, and and she was up there singing "Amazing Grace," yeah, and it was and, it was so good and so moving that mm, when they did it on the national news, they yeah. used her her uh, yeah. recording of it. Uh, I was just her. so moved because, a, she's a great singer. Yeah, but she did key changes that were spot on. Mm-hmm. It was like, wow, you just nailed it, man. She just nailed and that's, it. But that's she, hard in an emotional situation like oh, that. She, there were thousands and yeah. thousands of people down there. Well, you and, had and Mike DeWine, the, 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 the governor, governor, the mayor, right. all these other civic leaders down there. And they go, okay, so, you know, well, this singing Amazing Grace. And she crushed it. And, and on top of everything else for that, that particular district for the people that aren't from Dayton and don't know is a, is a district full of, of shops and food eclectic. and a lot of music places. Yeah, there's so a lot of music down there. Depending on the circumstances, either of us could have easily been down there. I've been in Ned Peppers more than once. Yeah, it's one of those places. It's more of a college. Right, right. Techno, you know, big dance floor, cement dance floor and room to spill beer. Right. You know, but it's... University of Dayton. Sure, and they're students. right up. The, they're right up the street. You know, it's right there. It's a it's a hang. I think yeah. more for students than maybe you or I, who might be in a, something slightly more sophisticated. At least you, maybe not me. <laughs> but <laughs> something that involves a cigar and some yeah, kind of this, heavy this, liquor this that's expensive. Is, this place was more like Natty Light, which is more you know, yeah, my style. Right, but been in there and just. That place, man, yeah. Any of our, my kids could have been there. I'll, Your I'll, kids could have been, been there. I, I'll throw you. I'll throw you one. I didn't realize mm. this. Um, I was my on, airman could have been there. Well, that's true. That's true too. Yeah. I'm I'm on Facebook and I I didn't really follow this as specific as others. I I have a connection to the person that that was that was did the shooting. Now it's not a direct connection. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. A friend of mine from the church I used to attend to, attend, was friends with this kid, mm. and, and his and his family. So, not to to make light of anything that this 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 kid did, but the parents who obviously found out that night that they lost two of two, their children, yeah. now are devastated and they've taken things down off of social media and they're just trying to to you know. Or even deal. Yeah, you never recover from that. You know, something something like that. Again, what the what the kid did was was heinous and awful, and and the the parents, you know, 
are dealing with with as much of the aftermath of him doing that as anybody else is. Oh, for sure. You know, but to have him kill his his sister and then get killed by the police, it's like that's some weird. And, and I heard today on some station, I wish I knew where, that the kid drove to the Oregon district, was driven to the Oregon district by his sister and his best friend. And yes, they the, went there together. The three right, of them went together. together. At some point, they got split up, and he came back with tactical all the, with suit all the and, and everything else, and the whole on. nine yards, right? And, and called and texted him and said, "He made me here." When they when they met him there, he killed him. Something was going on. Yeah, no. I know, thought it was so. her boyfriend. Maybe I again. You know how this is. The information starts getting passed out. I thought it was his best friend. Maybe it was both. Maybe there was an issue. Maybe. Maybe we find out. I'm not. Again. His girlfriend was on TV today, and she said that he had always talked a lot oh, about mass, mass shootings, shootings, and he was in psychology. Sim, weren't you a psychology major? I was a psychology minor. Yeah, a minor. Yeah, right. so he should have taken up bass. Maybe he would have gone on the right path. He probably would have gone a hell of a lot farther than he than he did now. Yeah, well, but just you know, messed up, and people the, people are just they're reeling over this because you know, what do you what do you say what do you say to the families? What do you, you know, I oh, know the families of the, yeah, the people the, the, that were people that, that were killed, the nine people that were killed, the 27 people that were injured or whatever. Like, what do you, what do you say to those people? You can't tell them, you can say you're sorry and, but it doesn't. Who's care. sorry? The person that's sorry is dead. Well, that, and that, and that, and then there, there comes the he issue. He probably wasn't sorry. No, I'm sure he wasn't. So there's no explanation other than look at them and go, um, yeah, you know, hi. What can we do to help you? Yeah. What can we do to make this better? But, but then you get into this whole situation without turning this into a political debate about what to do in a circumstances like this about how to fix this. And I, I did some, some solid thinking about this, although I don't have the, the answers. There are a lot of things that I still believe that people should be able to carry weapons as far as, you know, the Second Amendment goes. My issue is... They shouldn't be allowed to get them so damn fast, you know. It they should be there should be some kind of background check you that's know, better than what do, they've do. Got. We need to roll into that like the day of, the day after the shooting of how we're going to fix this. Well, it's and, like, and for, and oh, I, I've got to get my political view out there. It's like these people in El Paso with Beto and Escobar. And unfortunately, lady. And, it's and, like you know what? Why don't you give it a fucking week wait, wait, before well, you, you, you decide to, to make it a political discussion yeah. and start bagging on the president and bagging on. Um, everything else when you know what you're as much as the problem as you are the solution. It's like shut them. Well, and, and in those circumstances, everybody wants to get out in front of it when when you're in those circumstances. But it looks like you're exploiting. You are. You, this you're absolutely to your political are. Political advantage. You absolutely and it's are. Classless. And it's and that's that's the whole point of this. Anybody I thought, that I thought my at least the governor here. What did he say? I don't. I didn't. Well, he's actually you know proposed legislation and is he's a Republican. He's actually like saying hey. Red flag, you know. Red flag these people. And, and well, that has to do with the, with the background checks and everything else as well. Exactly. So he, he he's not like using it for political gain. He's like, maybe he's actually doing something, but it's like, oh, let's throw dirt at the other party. That's just a, you know, it's like, really? You can't give it a day? Well, the, the pro- they roll in the day of these shootings. Just, it, it, for me, it was, it disgusts me. Well, and the problem is, is that ultimately, if you're, if you're looking at this as a possibility of, changing something and making it better you you're not doing that by pointing accusatory fingers about who you think is wrong the only person that's wrong is the person that that shot 
these damn people and that die, that that he killed them. The damn person did not the damn people. And it's you know it's like oh we we should have fixed this a long time. You know what? This is a very difficult issue. It's not, not simple. It's not simple. It. At you're all. not gonna you're not gonna fix it overnight. Well, this could have been no. It couldn't have been. This is a difficult issue. Do we need to get these weapons that are made for war with a a round that goes in them that is just totally destructive? Yeah. Um, off the streets? Yeah, I think so. But c- could you give it a day or two before you start rolling in with the politics? Yeah. It's just, it just disgusts me. Yeah. You know, these these families are mourning. It's like, and we're going to put up with that sliminess yeah. that I can't stand. It's like, give me... Give me a break. Yeah, there, there, there needs oh. to be there needs to be an understanding when it comes to something like this. Like they don't use the, the person's name about this. They don't talk about. It. They don't give him credit for what he's done because part of it is what they look for in this this whole situation. Is it? I don't know. I, I think part of it is. I think I think that's. I think we found that out after Columbine with uh, those Claybold and what's his face. I think that's exactly what happened. I, I think it became a situation where we realized that saying that person's name gives them some kind of notoriety, and this isn't about notoriety. No. It's it's and and that goes to the but same. Notice, thing. Yeah, the, the politicians. Well, are that's that, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what it, that's what, point, that's what it goes goes to the point of, of what you're saying because now it's it's a, it's a conversation where the politics politicians bring it up and you're going, why are they talking about this now? There's no there's no answer to this now. This doesn't anything they do is like closing the barn door after the horse is down the street and gone. You can make a difference, but the, at this point, it's like one shooting after another shooting after another shooting. Could you just Give it a, a week. Yeah. Get well. The other the, the other part of this too, Lordy, Jer. Lordy. The other part of this too, Jer. And, and and we don't need to talk too much about this because it's awful. But the the simple thing is, not everyone has the proper facts of exactly what happened. I'm not saying that the facts That's would necessarily they would not necessarily change things. Now, they don't, they in don't El change. Paso, it was clearly domestic violence or domestic terrorism. Yeah. This guy was going there to kill Hispanic people. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yep, it is, and and those that information as it comes out answers enough questions. That, like you, like you say, if yeah. you can just sit on this and understand that the part of this is the grieving process, and then there's the the gathering of information process where you can actually use a cogent sentence and say, "This is what we found. This is why yes, it happened." This Dayton thing's really weird. Something there's more. There's to more this, afoot to this than that, and we may we may never know. But there's, we probably won't. there's some wackiness to this whole. This whole date one, because this kid was he was deranged. Yeah, well, he was he was he was detained by the police because somebody complained ten years ago that he was he created a li- he had a kill list and and his one of his family members' friends was on it and the the, the friend brought it up to the police and they told he urged the person that was on the list to bring it up too. The kid was detained, you know. Obviously, they they but he could still buy this weapon from Texas. No, I'm sorry, that's wacko. You know, not Waco, Waco. Um, that this kid gets detained for this stuff. It doesn't he, get put in a red flag file somewhere. And then we get two uh, barrel drums that hold fifty mag or fifty rounds each. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. A round that does tremendous damage to yeah. people. It's like we can fix that. We yeah. can fix that. Now, we we just just not just not after the incident or I day mean, of or day of. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Well, that's that was depressing. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on. Um, what's the next subject we're going to talk about? Oh, um, 
I went to the doctor the other day. I'm not sure this is going to get any better. Oh no, there's, Jesus! There's a good, there's a good story Eddie. in here. There's a good story in here. So okay. I haven't been to the doctor in a long time, and I've been you having, never go to the doctor. I hate the doctor. You're afraid of that? Yeah. No, I'm not afraid. I hate the doctor. Why? Because, Why do you hate the doctor? Because every time I walk into a doctor's office, all of a sudden they're looking for shit. You know, that's their job. I know, but I don't want their job. I, I'm you don't fine. want to know what's I, wrong with you. What's not wrong unless with there you? is something wrong with me. What's wrong with you that you don't want to know? What's wrong with I'm you? I'm going to aimlessly wander in life and be happy like that guy came. You're going to be dead. Well, we are all going to die eventually. You know, some faster than others. <laughs> anyway, I go to get yeah, because I'm having problems with my legs and I realize that I, it's like sciatica or something. You know, <laughs> Me too. Right? I keep running and falling. Running and falling. Yeah, That's I have, nice. I have my problems with my legs. <laughs> well, my, my legs are, they, all of a sudden it's like, I, I can't go to sleep because my ankles hurt, my calves hurt. And no matter what stretching I do, it doesn't, doesn't seem to change. It's not re restless leg syndrome. No, okay. no, doctor said nothing about restless leg. He looked at, but the, the, the point is, and, I, and now I'm taking my tiny T-Rex hands and po pointing to a, par par a part of my gluteus maximus. It's still clothed, people. Don't yeah, worry. Thank you. Thank you. There's no, there's no white curtains here. And, I, and I'm, as I'm touching this certain spot, it's a combination of pleasure and pain. It's like hitting a bruise that you didn't know that you had. You hit the bruise and you go, oh, ow. And then you're like, I think that's better. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of dry needling. Oh yeah, you told me. Oh, you, yeah, you yeah, told we me. Talked about yeah, that. you told me about that. Extremely I, painful. I'm like, oh, I feel better. No, yeah. Well, yeah. But so, so the guy talks me through this doctor stuff, and he says, "Okay, we're going to give you muscle relaxers." He says, "That'll help you with sleep." He said, "We're going to give you some, some, you know, quality grade naproxen, so we can get rid of some of this problem." It's like it's a leave, okay. but it's better yeah, than leave. Yeah. And then, then he says, "We're going to give you this cream. It's an analgesic cream." Now, we were having this conversation before, and you told me it was Ben Gay. And I was like, no, it's not Ben Gay. I'm telling you it's Ben Gay. I'm telling you it's not. But look, okay. Look at the ingredients. Well, in I'll, I'll go back and look. But the point, the point is much funnier when I say it. I told everybody that I got Anytime ass say cream. Anal. <laughs> no, I didn't say it's anal. It's funny. You did. What is it? <laughs> analgesic. Oh, oh, that kind of hurts. Analgesic. Oh. <laughs> so, it's <laughs> It kind of hurts. See that this is funny. Wait, what kind so, of cream is it? It's, it's ass cream. It's ass cream. Ow! <laughs> so I went to the far went to the pharmacy Jeez. on base, and I walk up to the lady, and she goes, "Have you used this analgesic cream before?" I go, "No." And all the time I'm thinking ass cream, and she goes, "Where's the spot that you're putting this on?" I go, "My right butt cheek," and she's like. You're going to need this applicator. <laughs> well, she, oh! she, she didn't say that, but, but it's not too far off. She, she goes, what's the size of the spot that you're putting it on? Oh. And I said, well, it's about the size of a golf ball. You know, I, I guess, you know, I can't tell. I mean, I'm, I, I, you you're going to need a large applicator. <laughs> no, no, she, holds oh! up, she holds up this thing that, that looks like a ruler and it's got, got two marks on it. It looks like the size oh, of your no. finger. Oh, and no. she goes, you need the two ounce size. And then there, if you really need it, you need the four ounce size. Well, come to find out, I thought after that that there was an applicator in there, and I was gonna, I, I, yeah, but no, there's no applicator. It's you just put it on your finger. So I measured out about two inches worth on my finger, and I rubbed it all over my ass cheek, and it feel it's better. Your cheek though, it's not like you know. No, I'm not making any hemorrhoid issues. No, there's none of that. Everything's, everything's fine there. But, you know, uh, the whole time she's explaining to me, I'm going, I'm getting it. I felt like Beavis. I'm getting ice cream. Ain't no Jesus. 
So, so hopefully this takes care of the issue and I'm fine. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. It was a whole lot of fun. Speaking of asses. <laughs> Speaking of asses. Where are we going with this? <laughs> so when I was in Kirk. Oh, that's right. Story. One ass to another. <laughs> I told the story. So I've been running more because I'm trying to lose some weight. I got my test coming up. So I increase the amount of miles I run. And I found this park down the road. It's on, you know, Swagger. All right. It's close. It takes me a mile to run to the park, and then I go in the woods and run in the woods. It's like, <laughs> there's paths. Right. I mean, they're, they're, you can drive carts on, you know, like golf carts on these paths. So right. It's shaded. It's kind of nice. And this morning I went for a run, uh, and I got halfway through. I got about as far away from the house as I could get, and it was like, oh. I gotta go. <laughs> and sure enough, and I'm jogging. I'm, I'm, I'm not fast, but I'm jogging. I'm moving. Right. And then there's these two ladies with two dogs. And I gotta overtake, you know, I gotta go by them. And that kind of like, it's like, oh, now I gotta go by dogs. Ah. Oh, my stomach got even worse. I'm like, oh. And I pass them, and I think, worst case scenario, I could drop over into the woods here and. You know, drop trial and take care of business because it's better poop in my pants. <laughs> because that's what happened in Kyrgyzstan. I think I told this story. Yeah, didn't we change that name to you, Krapistan? <laughs> yeah, Krapistan. Because I went for running Kyrgyzstan at the base and it just something wasn't right. <laughs> How did you know? How did you know, JR? <laughs> was Ooh. it that was that sick sinking feeling or the smell? Kurdistan. Yeah, <laughs> I went for a run. And it was the same thing, it was these paths out in the woods. And there was just no it was gonna it was it was gonna go down. <laughs> I was gonna go, you were crowning. <laughs> It's it quite liquid, so I'm not crying the worst. So I tipped over by a tree. And I took care of business. At what, did, what did you use to wipe my son? My, my, my underwear. Of course you did. And I left it there. That's right. I have your underwear, underwear gave gave its life my so DNA your ass could live. It's in Kyrgyzstan, which we know is in the south part of the. That's so part of it. Yep, Russia right. or the. The George new Soviet whatever Union, mean, yeah. whatever you want to call it, with Putin. <sighs> but uh, so, anyways, I made it home. I was proud to make it home without <laughs> yeah. losing underwear or bearing bearing underwear, bearing gifts. <laughs> Kettering, Ohio. Lisa, Bellbrook. I'm going to need a plastic bag <laughs> and a towel. Jeez, it worked. And a wet wipe. <laughs> I should just carry wet wipes in a plastic. Yeah, I should just take yeah, it with me. Yeah, probably. Like I, a running, a jogging kit. I had, yeah, you're going to need it. I had a similar incident when we was with the Go Band and we were out in the middle mm. of nowhere and I had to go. And I couldn't, I could, there was no way I was going to get around this. So we stopped on the side of the road and I jumped off the yeah. side and I, go, I ran under the bridge and my under, I came back in and I sat down and I was smiling and everybody goes, you okay? I said, my underwear gave its life so I, my ass could live. <laughs> yeah, I said, oh my God, that was. I wonder if that's why we invented underwear for emergencies. Because <laughs> yeah, you can kind of live without it. It's, it's always commando. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you're, but you're right. The, then this, I, I guess, I suppose at our ages, like the necessary uh, things should be carried around or probably wipes and, you know, maybe I need an emergency um, running kit. 
You put it on your backpack. I'll, I'll put two emodiums in there. <laughs> two emodiums. <laughs> two emodiums. Uh, you won't shit for a week. <laughs> it doesn't matter, dude. When it comes down to it. <laughs> a handful of well-packaged toilet paper. Uh, what else would you put in this this kit, this emergency? Another running? pair of underwear. Oh, that's good. Maybe yeah. another pair of running pants. Because you might trust a fart that you shouldn't. <laughs> it's a chart. It's a chart. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. This beats a what heck out of What else would you put in there? I'm just trying to think. Yeah, another pair of underwear. This is good. It's going to have so, to go into so a fanny pack. Probably, that's what those guys probably have. It's, 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 I see people wearing it all the time. Like, Dayton is a huge running town. Oh, sure. Because of the Air Force, Air Force Marathon. Marathon. Yeah. yeah. I'm seeing people run. They got. They always have, you know, like, you know, some kind of pack or this or the other. And I'm like, I just go out and run. I need my phone and some tunes, and off I go. Well, maybe I need more. <laughs> maybe I need an emergency pack. As you, as you get older, you're just waiting for an oh. orifice to go. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> one, one or the other. <laughs> well documented. <laughs> I do not have a good stomach. <laughs> Find that my Lisa, I'm going for a run. Why are you carrying that bag? Never you mind. <laughs> Why do you have a whole backpack with a with a with a with a toilet seat yeah, sticking out? A toilet seat and a shovel. It's <laughs> <laughs> just in case of emergency, man. In case that I could have, have an emergency, I have to dig myself a porta potty. <laughs> What's that shower curtain in it? Never mind. <laughs> I like my privacy, man. Now what, what's, this, what's this good housekeeping magazine? I need something to read. <laughs> Nor knows I'm not sure how long I'll be sitting there. Oh, handy white. You know, like sanitizer. Right. Hand sanitizer yeah. and maybe a little bit of that potpourri smell. <laughs> Just for the animals, yeah, it smells, it smells like it smells Mr. like Everglades. So you remember, remember those little those little ever <laughs> Mr. Rabbit, Mr. Deer, aren't you offended? Oh my God! <sighs> maybe, okay, maybe well, it's there, a, that was a, that was to take me to the Weller because they had to do Krapistan in there too. Maybe maybe we should do what the the second one of my tunes called "Waiting in Line." <laughs> Perfect. I don't know why I call How it. How does that go? <laughs> I'm not waiting in line. I'm going now. I'm going now. That's well. Hey, that's, hey that's, ladies with the dog, <laughs> ignore me over here. The shower curtain. A shower curtain reading, and a rod. Reading, <laughs> reading, reading coastal living. <laughs> I'm just exploring retirement what? options. Why, why, Marjorie, isn't that that evergreen smell? It smells just like my potpourri at home. It is. You're welcome. Five pack at Costco, pay dollars. Ah, that's beautiful. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. All right. I'm not waiting in line. Yep, you know, that's what the, the the name of this is waiting in line. The subtitle is I'm not waiting. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're waiting in line, but I'm not. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's let's try this thing. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. 
my second section oh it's like relief that's good when you get to the bathroom i made it (laughs) no damage (laughs) do farts have lumps (laughs) underwear intact i'm home that's beautiful that's good too dude well done well done thank you thank you very much so i went to the world scout jamboree there's somebody that i know that was involved in that and said that he got a picture of you Oh, really? Yeah, I told him to, to send it to me because he, he said, I'm out in the middle of the wilderness. You forgive me if I don't send it to you right now. I said, that's right. I'm not coming to the wilderness to get it. <laughs> but he, he said he'd send it to me. It's out in Beckley, man. It's out in... Nowheresville, right? Kind of. I think there's 20,000 acres 
was donated by this, I think it was a coal baron. Oh, really? Yeah, Bechtel um, Scout Camp or something like that. 40, 45,000 campers. Jeez. 60% of which are foreigners. Really? Yeah, only only 40% were Americans. Wow, I didn't know. And this is, no, this is, world, this, is all, uh, this is all associated with the Scouts? or Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts of America. Okay. These people donated all this land. Uh, they spent tons. I mean, they've spent millions to billions maybe building roads, pools, really? zip lines, facilities. Wow. I mean, there's like camps of just tents and tents and tents everywhere. It was crazy, dude. It was it was nuts. So did you did you just play a one off and come home? Did you stay the night or what? Uh, we played three shows. Uh-huh. We did one Monday and then a morning and afternoon hit on Tuesday. Came back on Wednesday. Oh wow! Okay. And there was just camps of tents everywhere, and then there were people like you could tell they're from like Saudi Arabia and Nigeria and you know. Chinese and Oriental folks, people from all over the world. Really? In their yeah. It was it was nuts. I here in America, every four years it's it's at that same spot. Used to be at Fort um uh, somewhere outside in Virginia. I can't remember. Fort, Fort Bella Fort Belvoir or uh, uh, Mead, maybe. I can't remember. Mead's is Fort Mead that's Maryland. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's Maryland. It. Yeah, Belvoir is around is somewhere around uh, uh, Langley. Fort Hill. AP Fort Hill. Hill. I think that's where it was. Okay, sure. But apparently it's been built into law that the government will support with X amount of resources, and then the following jamboree will have no less than X percentage, For, must have at least X percentage more Really. of the support. There was a ton of federal support there. We were supporting NORTHCOM. It was a NORTHCOM... Well, I was going to ask because I know, you know, some of those uh, civilian gigs, there's some, you know, you have to have to dot I's and cross T's in the right way. Well, we were asked by the Pentagon to go play. Right. That's because I knew, I knew if it was something... It came that, down from NORTHCOM <coughs> to Secretary of the Air Force, to Public you. Affairs, to, to the whole career field. Hey, can anybody support this? And I'm like... We're like five hours away. Let's That's not that play. bad. Yeah. yeah. And I just happened to send our bass player away. Right. He's still away, right? Yeah. He's he's Is out he of, in Offit? Offit now playing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of work for me. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately, you're, you know, the window of your opportunities are starting to close. Yeah, it's true. In in a in a good way, not a bad way. It's it was it's been fun to play with the band. We did some local gigs as well. But the cool thing was I j- I drove my motorcycle. I capitalized on what we had talked about last right. podcast. Like, I'm thinking about taking my bike in. You should. I think it was five and a half, six hours. I took some back roads when I got into West Virginia, mm-hmm. as opposed to taking the interstate and get on some, you know, nice back roads in, in West Virginia on the, on oh, the there's, Harley. There's, it was great. I'm, and I, I bet you those roads great. are all great to thank the thanks to Robert Bird. I tell you what, they have good infrastructure. They have, they have great infrastructure. Yeah, I was impressed. I'm not. I'm not impressed with Robert Byrd, but you know the rest of them. You know. It's better in Pennsylvania. Oh, Pennsylvania's fantastic. Robert Robert Byrd was not. It was was in the Ku Klux Klan back in the day. <laughs> long, long time ago. He's a hero there in oh, yeah. West Virginia, and 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 the roads are are one of the reasons he's a hero. Yeah, you know, and honestly, you know, yeah. So, well, we're paying more taxes here in Ohio to fix our roads, and they need it. They need it, and then some. 
But that, but that's cool that you got to do something like because that those kind of things. It becomes a challenge in the in the in the military and in the government to be able to do things based on what's allowed in in the statute of law and the federal and federal right. Law. You you can't just just wave your hand and say, oh yeah, we can do this. I there mean, was some stuff. I I'm not exactly sure who all was supporting this, but we were staying at a ski resort about thirty minutes away, mm-hmm. twenty miles away. Right and. There's nothing going on at a ski resort in August. Right. So we pull in this place, and there's no less than 10 vehicles. I mean, large blue vehicles with U.S. government plates on them, and two, uh, what would you call them, blue trailers, one mm-hmm. of which was running the whole time with somebody in it, like a command center. Like okay, a command post or something, yeah. Yeah, and a bunch of guys running around. They were in civilian clothes, but... They were young guys with short mm-hmm. haircuts, and they were built. I'm like, this is like some. This is related to the, what's. They, oh, I'm sure. I don't know what it was. I didn't ask him. Of course not. Even even with your rank and or stature, you can't be doing that stuff. I don't. Yeah, yeah but there's a certain a certain amount of that you just you gotta have smile and not accordingly. That many people. Yeah. In a, in, in a confined you be prepared. In, in a confined space in a situation where, and, and when twenty thousand. Acres is confined. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got to be ready to take care of business. Well, it, so, not, not to not to go too far back into the into the Dayton thing, but the 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 way society is now, not how society was when we were kids. You have to pay attention to things that we did not have to pay attention to. Back yeah, then. I, I think there's two sides to that story. First of all, I would say the Dayton police. Oh, they, they were phenomenal. Took care of business. In 30 seconds? 30 That's se- crazy. 30 seconds. Now that, that place is, you, you will vouch oh, for yeah. the fact, when you go down there, there are cops. Everywhere. All over the place. There are and, bikes, and it, there are trucks, and there it's are usually, cars. It's usually because. Foot at, patrol. At that hour of the night, I used to play pacha. Like, yeah, close to 1 o'clock. Yeah, 1 o'clock in the morning. We used to play pacha and get out it's of like, pacha This is when we're trying to get the, the, the Those are the people that are really drunk. Or causing well, they're, fi- they're fighting and everything else. So they're, exactly. they're, they're, That's I, when you I didn't miss a Saturday without seeing a fight. You know. Maximize police presence. And those guys took him took care down. down. Took care of business right away. Yeah. So kudos to those guys. That's awesome. But going, going to back to the other part, the other part of it, to the, to the West Virginia thing, you know, that's all, it's all supposed to be fun. It's all supposed to be an experience. It's all supposed to be an and I think that's what happened. Well, that, that is what happened, yeah. but, but it didn't happen necessarily just because people were having fun. It, 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 it happened because there were people keeping an eye in the right place at the right time in the right way. Yeah. And those, those people deserve our praise and our recognition, even though that they won't accept it because they'll tell you that they weren't there. That's what was going on at this place, I'm telling you. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, it's said, don't. Could you not park your big truck next to this truck because it's a lab and we have to leave it running? <laughs> like, okay, so you're 30 miles south of Beckley, West Virginia, and you have a lab and a government vehicle. What for? Do I need running. my gas mask now? <laughs> you know, I don't want to know. I probably shouldn't be saying this. There's, you know, be luckily no one's listening to our podcast, so. <laughs> Three people will be knocking the door tomorrow. I need to speak to Chief Herb. You know, we need you to retire. 
Uh, stop talking on your podcast. That Vinny's on our list too. <laughs> what? This is address. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to do it. What do you guys want? Uh, damn it, Jr. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> but it's it's sad because yeah, we we we've not had these shootings like we've had lately. And society is we've got to figure out how to be more resilient, how to be more positive. The Air Force has had seventy eight. Suicides this year so far, but they with that was that that twenty two airman thing that with that twenty one number or twenty two number goes every day. Those are so, those are veterans. I'm talking about active, active duty, duty suicides. Suicides. Or I don't know if it's active duty, but people in the Air Force may include civilians. It and seventy. We were at fifty this time last year. We're at seventy eight. And here's here's people a kill themselves. Well, here's a, here's a, here's an honest question. I I have not been in a situation where I've been depressed to the point of of thinking about that stuff. And I realize that that in those circumstances it's very hard for somebody to to see clearly and understand what what the nature of where they are. But to think that society in the world has created this place for you to be in where you're upset, you're depressed, you're thinking about things that you shouldn't be thinking about. It, it's, it's a little daunting to be able to think about somebody that comes to work every day, smiles at the person that's standing next to them, and what they're not, thinking is not that, you know, or not, or not smile. And, and it, this goes back, again, I know we're spending a lot of time talking about the, the shooting stuff, but there's a certain point in time where they say, if you see something, say something. If you look at somebody and you think there's something wrong, don't be in your comfort zone. Say something to them. Hey, are you okay? Is there something I can do for you? Now, they may not always answer you, but there, but there may be that one person that needs the shoulder to cry on or the ability to, to get out what they're feeling or be able to look at you and go, yeah, I do need some help. I'm, I'm having trouble. That goes back to what you talked about last podcast, which is being in an organization, whether it's the Boy Scouts, Air Force, or whatever, you get a little bit of training to help you identify and see things. What's going on in the Air Force is not unique to our service. It is not unique to our society. No. Unfor unfortunately, going on all over the place. Yeah. This is yeah. A, um, another crisis that I don't think has been identified, you know, because politicians haven't figured out how to exploit it yet. But <laughs> seriously. Yeah, you know, I agree. But we have a generation of people that don't know how to socialize. They don't know how to make friends. Well, they, they, and, they mess around with their phone all the time. They think their friends are their phones. And their are video friends. games. They got... Yeah, and, and they look on their phones, and they see how perfect everybody else's life is, and they realize, well, I don't have any friends, and, and why am I here? And we're social beings. We need to connect with people, you know, and when you don't have friends, it's a dark, lonely place. Yeah, it is a dark, lonely place. If you can't look at somebody and say, hey, hey, dude, you got a minute? Can I... Can I share something with you, you know, or, or, or talk to you? Whatever. It's, Whatever. You know what? Rats are extremely social animals. Hmm. And they, they thrive. They've got to be, you know, they have to um, 
have social interaction. They wrestle with one another. They play with one another. You know, and I just wonder how many people in our society... Are you trying to tell me you want to wrestle? <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank God. I, but, I, you know, I wrestle with my kids... Right. Well, you that, know what I mean? It's that, like, but that—that's what, what I'm driving at. It's yeah, like, that, that, how that, do you have to normalize social interaction? And it starts when you're very young. You're right. And these parents, maybe the parents are sitting around playing video games, or they're so not, worried about their own life, they're not. They're not. Yeah. It's like the someone I saw somewhere. Somebody watched a mother show up at the pool. With their daughter, was you? Were you telling me? About no, this? no, I wasn't telling you about this. But, and but they had their daughter with them, and and all she was doing was was you know social media stuff, taking pictures, and you know they're dressed in the same outfit and blah 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 blah. And then the little girl wanted to go swim and play. No, we're going. We're, we're done. We're going home now. <laughs> oh, it's like really, really. We're here to take pictures and go home. What, what, yeah, what's her name? How perfect our honey life boo-boo? is when we refuse to. You know, have a perfect life. Right, right, right. But it's 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 just a sad state of affairs when, you know, I think that there's so much good that comes from this information revolution we're in, but it's also at a huge price. And these suicides are just, I think, a symptom of this revolution that we're living in. Well, think about it. If you were, if it w- this was 30 years ago and you met somebody that was suicidal, you'd have to get to a landline and call 911 and wait for somebody to show up to help you. And that could take a while. Now, did we have 911 30 years ago? There was a time oh, we didn't have 911. Yeah, yeah, no. You know I, mean? I, like, I think 30 years ago we did. Yeah, but, you're, we you're, too, but. but here, the second part of it is this now we've all got computers in our hands capable of, you know, Tweeting to the president. More powerful than... More powerful than, than you know, the big IBM Apollo computers. 11. Right. And we can't ask for help if we have a problem, you know. Because we don't know how. Well, well, we, we don't know what to expect when we do, I think, is what it is. Maybe. I, I, think, I think somebody says, if I, ask for, if I ask for help, I'm going to be jailed or I'm going to be put, you know, banished or I'm going to be sent to the loony bin. They have, they have no idea what the social interaction skills are. If you tell somebody that you don't feel good... You know, they'll tell you to go to the emergency room. If you tell somebody that your brain's not feeling good, people, some people just walk away as if to say, well, you know, you'll figure it out. Maybe, you know. I think that it's a huger problem than just people ask. They don't know to ask. I don't think they know what their results are when they do ask. I don't think they know what's wrong with them. Well, that too. They don't know that part of it is you need to talk to people. You need to socialize. Look someone in the eye. Say hi. Good morning. How are you? Negativity bias sucked into the suck of the world so easy. As opposed to finding that, you know, hunting for the good, having some gratitude in your life. Well, you better, eventually. Otherwise, There's no other way to live. There's no other way to live than to, to be thankful for the great things that you have. That you have. And you have to be... You have to make a concerted effort to do that because you're not wired to do that naturally. Right. You, t- you, you are you're too wired, wired to run away. To be negative, and this yeah. sucks, and this is a, a pterodactyl is going to come down and scoop me up, and take me With to his tiny, children for tiny T Rex arms. Yes, and scoop me up. That's bad. Things are always going to happen. That's how we're wired. But we need to. We need to. You know, life. Life's good, man. We're demigods. You were demigods, Vinny.
Speak for we yourself, can, fella. We can, we, we can fly to any island we want. Not my island yet. <laughs> yet. Yeah, we need my island, dude. We have information at our fingertips. Right. We can. We can communicate across the world in a matter without of without wires attached to us. I mean, we're not yet. We're we're close to you know being gods, yet we're killing ourselves at yeah. an alarming rate. It's <laughs> unbelievable. This world that we live in. With that, with that in mind, I do have one more song to do. You are a machine. Well, I, <laughs> three songs wouldn't take that long. Every week, three songs. Three right? songs. How many you got, Jared? None. None. I got three. So, I, I'm working on my masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's an epic rock. Jr.'s fifth. <laughs> now you have to drink a fifth in order to write it. Just like Michael Anthony. Uh, yeah. Um, so th this song is called uh, "Light from Darkness." And you couldn't pick a better title yeah, yeah. for where we are in the pod. So. And that's what we need, a little light from the darkness. Yeah, and this is uh, this is was written really for the da for the Dayton Dayton Strong people and everything else. But uh, there's got to there's got to be a light out of this. You, you got to take something out of this. If you don't take something from it, what are you gonna do? That's resiliency 101. Well, we can call it that as a subtitle. <laughs> light, light from darkness or resiliency 101. But everything that happens, every failure, everything that negatively affects your life you can learn from sure become stronger you know suffering in and of itself can make you stronger it's like victor frankl and man's search for meaning yeah right right you, you can find meaning there's meaning in, in suffering right yeah and people are suffering here but you know so, so let's play this tune okay here we go Light Part, you play the all by myself first? Yeah, and then I'll come in. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Thank mm -hmm. you. 
Good stuff. It's the, the B section there that kind of gives you some hope. That's the light. Good changes, bro. Yeah, I'm having some fun at least. Yeah. yeah. Even if it, even if it is a, 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 a not a good subject, you know. I mean, it is a good subject because it because it, you're looking at the the light out of it, not the darkness. You have to acknowledge there's darkness. Right. And accept it, impress, and find help, or find a way to press on and do better. That's right. Love it. Cool. So, okay, so next week, John, John and Twistle. Ox. Ox, that's it, Ox. I couldn't think of his name. The Ox. The Ox, who has since passed, but... It's because at 59 years old, he thought it was okay to do the drugs and alcohol that he did when he was 29. <laughs> ah, Keith Moon, I didn't learn anything from him. That poor bastard's dead. So are you, Ox. Damn it. Good player. Good player. We'll have some fun, maybe break down some of you know, his lines. Sounds Won't get fooled again, baby. Won't get fooled again. Won't get fooled again. That's right. Who are you? Talking about my generation. Pinball wizard. Pinball wizard. He's got a lot of great. See, now now he can fit in our. He can fit in our our little thing. We're playing two Who tunes on our set right now. We're doing um, "Who Are You" and "Won't Get Fooled Again." Good tunes. Great tunes, and it's he's. Good, good. He's he's not he's playing a lot of notes. Yeah, and it's not the same every time. There's a little nuance to it, a little something different. The ox. I can't wait to talk about him. That'd yes, be, that'd be a good talk. Give us a week or so to to do some research, do some listening, and we, then we, he, we will put him in the rack and stack. Are we on for next week? As far as I know, we are on for next week. Okay, and um. Get these things up and post it as fast as we can. We will get the rack and stack out on our Facebook once we figure out what the uh, hell that means. Yeah, what format? How do you how do you do that? So maybe it's a link to a something. I don't know. Excel. It'd be good to put an Excel. Have another person. So, and right. this will bring to a conclusion 
another episode of On Base and Off Point with JR and Vinny. Life in the, the deep, deep end. end. Say goodnight, Vinny. Wait. Good night, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs>